Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, April 26, 2018, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. And today we are reading from the big book. We're going to be on page 55, starting with paragraph 3, reading through two paragraphs. The paragraph begins with, we finally saw that faith, and ends at belief is sure to come to you. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Pia S., the 12 Traditions, Libby E. Reading the text and support today, Kathy Jo P., Marie J., and Sherry K.B. The reference numbers, the share ID numbers for yesterday's 10 a.m. meeting, which would be April 25, 2018, Wednesday, is 11.00. 11,339. And then the share ID number for this morning, 7 a.m., meaning that just passed, this would be Thursday, April 26, 2018, 7 a.m., is 11346. Yep, there's a jumping number there, 11,346. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA SIF tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Pia S. to please read the 12 steps. Thank you, Melanie. This is Pia S., grateful recovered in Florida. Um, Here are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made the decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so much, Melanie, for letting me do service, and I'll pass. Thank you, Pia S. Pia S. from Florida. I will now ask Libby E. to please read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Melanie. Good morning. I'm Libby E., a recovered compulsive eater in New York. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. 
Four, each group should be autonomous except the matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Libby E. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. And we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, say pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone accepts the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 55, starting with paragraph 3. We finally saw that faith will read through two paragraphs for our study today, and that ends with belief is sure to come to you. And I'll ask Kathy Jo P. to open us up by reading that paragraph and sharing her experience. Good morning, Kathy Jo. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you. This is Kathy Jo P., a recovered compulsive overeater in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We finally saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup, just as much as the feeling we have for a friend. Sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was as much of a fact as we were. We found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. It was so with us. We can only clear the ground a bit. If our testimony helps sweep away prejudice, enables you to think honestly, encourages you to search diligently within yourself, Then, if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway. With this attitude, you cannot fail. The consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. Well, I'm going to say I am honored to be able to share on this today. And I'm, this is an incredible, deep, powerful, humbling, two paragraphs to read. Um, I feel like I barely can touch it, but I'm going to try. There's some powerful words that I'm not even going to touch. I'm going to let someone else do those. But I came into this program 37 years ago, religious, with a theology degree, a black belt on God. And I'm going to say a black belt on dieting. My mom was a dietitian and I was a guru of food and had it all figured out. And that got me to a point where I left the rooms and got up to 303 pounds 
And when I came back 22 years later, I literally had no concept of God, especially a personal God. It's one thing for me to know there is a God, and there's another thing to know there is a God for me. And here where it says that we sometimes have to search fearlessly, I feel like I almost have to do that every day. It's not just the one-time deal for me. And there's a quote in OA that I really like, um, or I've heard people say that you can have physical recovery if you're abstinent, but you might not have spiritual recovery. But if you have spiritual recovery, you will have physical recovery. And a part of the spiritual recovery in the big book is that we put down all of our alcoholic foods so that we can tap into that power. And I cannot believe that I can gratefully tell you that almost every single day on my gratitude list is that God is transforming me both physically and I'm going to use the word psychic where it tells us we have a psychic change. And I'm going to say my worst part of my unrecovered self, I realized recently, shows up when I sit down to play cards. I'm a very competitive card player, and I played cards this past weekend, and I ended up, after the fact, doing some work with people, 10 steps, realizing I probably owed some amends. And the other card shark came over for lunch two days ago, and she said, you know, you have changed so much, I cannot believe it. And as she walked out the door, she said, we're closer now, aren't we? And here I was thinking, gosh, I, God, I have a lot of work yet. And all she did was focus on how much I've changed. And that just humbles me and makes me so grateful. It's not that I've lost 107 pounds. It's that I show up differently. And when I came back, I knew I wanted to show up differently immediately because you people had it. It says that... Um, it's our testimony, and you all showed that to me. And the last thing I want to say is that I was at the Wolf Center in Ely, Minnesota, about six weeks into this, and I shuffled in my daughter and her friend, pretending like they were under age 12. And as I was at the Wolf Center, knowing soon I was going to do my fourth step, I went to the counter and I said, I lied. My daughter is not 12. She's 13. I need to pay you the difference. And the gal said, we can't do anything about it now. And I wrote a check immediately because I knew that I was going to show up differently. And when I talk about being transformed, that's happening for me every single day. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy Joe P. Now the um, lines are open for others to be able to comment on those two paragraphs, page 55, paragraph 3 and 4. Who would like to comment? Gina R. Sylvia S. Sylvia? Millie D. Millie. Marie J. Marie. Kathleen O. Kathleen, I'll take one more. Leah S., that's good. Perfect. Thanks so much. I have Gina R., Sylvia F., Millie D., Marie J., Kathleen O., and Leah S. Good morning, Gina. Good morning, Mel, and thank you so much for your continued and faith-filled service. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. Um, that last paragraph we read where it says, we can only clear the ground a bit. And in the beginning, when we started, all started talking about this, it was very evident that this is a we program and that while I alone can do it, I cannot do it alone. And so this is saying, all right, we have gotten you to this point and now we're, we're basically throwing down the gauntlet for you. This is a pivot point. If our testimony helps sweep away prejudice, so basically any idea I've had uh, about anything that can or cannot happen, I get to sweep it away. They've helped me do that. Enables me to think honestly and then encourages me to search diligently within myself. Then, if I wish, and this is critical, all I have to do is have this um, 
uh, seed of hope, just a wish, then I can join everybody else on the broad highway. And with this attitude, I cannot fail. The consciousness of my belief is sure to come to me. And so that's where I am now. Almost two years ago now, at this time of the year, I was circling the drain. I was not wanting to wake up. I would listen to the birds singing outside my window, wondering why did they get to have a song on their heart when I didn't even want to get out of bed. And how come they know what to do? And I don't know what to do. I'm scared. I'm full of fear. And I don't know what to do. I called into this line. Someone who's coming up behind me gave me very specific instructions on what to do. And I did it. I followed the instructions as good as I could. And it turned out that it worked. And so now I am a free agent, able to choose what thoughts I believe. And then the consciousness of my belief is now coming to me. That seed of God, that seed of my higher power that's inside of me it has now become my personality, personal reality that I see and that I experience in physical form. When I stay focused on thoughts and feelings that create fear, depression, isolation, resentment, and jealousy, guess what I get? That's what I get. When I submit those to the 10th step process and I talk about them with someone else and I ask my higher power to help me allow them to be transformative for me, then I can be in the other kinds of feelings and thoughts, love, safety, acceptance, joy, satisfaction, peace. The difference now is Time. I can have all of these and I don't have to eat over it and I can be of service to others. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Gina R. Sylvia F., you're next to share and then Melody D. will come right after you. Good morning, Melody, and good morning, visionaries. This is Sylvia F., a recovered compulsive overeater in San Francisco Bay. This is, I can finally say, my favorite paragraph in the big book um, because it is so gentle and so soft. Um, so it says, we finally saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup, just as much as the feeling we have for a friend. This book has been building up for it and will keep on, even through the 12th step, um, it will keep on saying that our higher power, whatever you decide, I decide that I want to have as a guide is the same as a friend, which is going to be, you know, just, just love me. And it doesn't have to be complicated. And when I came into program, you know, I had a lot of people say, you know, I had to hit my knees every morning and, and, uh, and very kind of methodical ways to pray because I was trying to find God. And I was willing. I was willing and I would get down on my knees. It never did anything. So willingness is fine. I followed directions that didn't work. When I got to this paragraph and found out that he was in, that we found the great, great reality deep down within us, that is when I finally could feel what this higher power or spirit or God was. And in the last analysis, it was only there that he may be found. It was so with us. When I read that, I heard someone uh, read it in a meeting in 2009. And I, I, I started to weep because it was like, oh, I've been fighting, trying to find this higher power. And saying that this higher power is within me like a soul or a spirit. And I don't have to go searching outside of me. I've got God with me. And... Um, and then what I like is that it, the next paragraph goes on to it, but on page 60, it, when it talk, talks about three pertinent ideas, the last one C is that God could or would if he were sought. And that's, that's the daily deal or the, the hourly deal for me is that I can forget that I have this wonderful uh, higher power or spirit or God within me, but you know, God's with me. I just have to reach out. And I've been needing a whole lot of uh, God and guidance lately. And it's so easy to forget, but it's also so easy to come back and ask, who would you have me be and what would you have me do on a daily basis? And thank God that for all of you and the book and the program and my willingness, I can keep on coming back and, and doing that work. And I pass.
Thank you, Sylvia F. Millie D., you're next. And then, Marie J., you'll be after Millie. Good morning, Millie. May I be heard? Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Millie D. in uh, San Diego, recovered one day at a time. I love this part of the big book. <clears throat> For myself, when I read this first, I, I have jotted down here in my big book that the first time I really read this through with my sponsor was in, in June of 2008. <clears throat> and it really, really struck me because, um, you know, where it says here that um, sometimes we had to search fearlessly. Well, when I really thought about it, when I was abstinent and, and um, looking at my life previously as I was going through this, I found that every single time I had done anything inappropriate in my life, whether it was eat more food or go with a person I shouldn't go with or do something I shouldn't do, there was a small quiet voice that came up before I decided to do it that said, you know, this probably really isn't a good idea. But I just shoved that aside and did what I wanted to do because I wanted to do it. And I came to, to believe that that was the small quiet voice that was down inside of me the greater good that lives in my heart, the part that wants me to take care of myself, that wants me to be the best Millie I can possibly be in life. And I, when I looked at it honestly, I knew that if I was going to live happily, that I was going to need to listen to that voice. It... it um, it's it's amazing to me because I am not a religious person. I was not brought up in a religious household. And uh, it was difficult for me to <clears throat> grasp onto a higher power that that I could work with. But when I realized that my whole entire life this had been happening with me, I could no longer deny that, that there was... Um, a power for the greater good out there for me. And sometimes I have to substitute the word good for God. And um, it, it just works well for me when I do that. And, and it translates great. Um, and with this attitude, I can't fail. I can't fail because I don't care how many people you have around you or how many people we are together, I still need to take the action myself in order to do this. I still, I love the support and everything that, that we get here, and I could not do this alone, but I alone have to take that action. Otherwise, otherwise nothing works for me. So I really appreciate this meeting. I don't share too often on it because I get so nervous, but I am so grateful to be here, and I thank you all for your service, and I'm going to pass. Thank you, Millie D. Marie J., you're next, and then Kathleen O., if you want to get ready, you'll be after Marie. Thanks, Melanie. This is Marie J., recovered in Colorado. And, um, you know, my, my thoughts are that it was a real struggle to surrender to the idea that faith in some kind of God was essential. And my path deepened over time because in, in the beginning, I was really prejudiced to the idea of God and very resistant to what I felt was a call to religion, not to God. So I was confused there. And I was going to find a way to get what I wanted without having to follow the directions, which say we have to find this faith in a power greater than ourselves. But um, at the time, I thought I just wanted weight loss. And then when I got that, I realized that there was so much more freedom to have because finding higher power was key to learning how to surrender my compulsion to control everything else to control my food, to control God, to control my beliefs, to control life. And so if you're out there resisting the idea of higher power, you know, it's okay. 
I used the group at first and they, they clearly were a power greater than myself because they had abstinence and I couldn't get that on my own willpower. So that's how it all started for me. And it evolved from there because I realized that I was putting all my faith in human beings and no matter what their good intentions, we will let people down. It's the nature of being human. We're selfish and, and especially us addicts. And so that concept of higher power got me started, but I soon realized that it was really limited. I could have a higher power that was so much bigger than the limitations of my mind. And so after a lot of iterations of defining and controlling higher power and my idea of it, I learned to surrender any notion that I knew anything about what higher power is. And that was truly sinking in and being in the unknown and not wanting to control. And I became willing to just ask and listen. And higher power then became an experience that I couldn't define. So what I know is when I'm in self-will, there's questionings, there's doubt, there's discomfort, there's tension inside of me when I am in my own self-reliance. And that's me playing God, me being in charge. And it's really full of a lot of character defects of control and self-righteousness. But when I'm with God and when I'm in an experience of God, there's flow and there's ease and there's freedom and my life is carefree, even though I have struggles every day. I have stuff that comes up. I am not free from life showing up as life, but I am surrendered and it's a different experience. So I just encourage you to give yourself permission to be where you are, you know, be where you are, but be open and willing to not have all the answers about God. There's um, a favorite uh, prose, I guess, from Gandhi that I, I just live by, and it says, our beliefs become our thoughts, our thoughts become our words, our words become our actions, and those become our habits, our habits become our value, and that becomes our destiny. So if we look at the beginning, our beliefs become our destiny. So if I'm open to believing in this power that's beyond my human capacity to understand, then that's my destiny. And if I'm not and I'm in prejudice, then that's my destiny. So what's my choice going to be? It's a simple one for me. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Marie J. Kathleen, oh, you're next, and then Leah S. will finish out this line. Hi, Kathleen. Good morning. Thank you. This is Kathleen O., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Northern California. And thank you, everyone, for all the powerful shares this morning. If our testimony helps sweep away prejudice, enables you to think honestly, encourages you to search diligently within yourself, then if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway. And, you know, that broad highway, getting there is, we start with step one, we're powerless. Most of us would not be sitting on this line listening today if we weren't, if we didn't think we were powerless. If we could control and enjoy our food, we wouldn't be listening to this. Um, and then, you know, now we're in it, we agnostics, and we're being told that, particularly to we agnostics, that this is not a religious organization. God is something bigger than you or me. And that deep down inside every woman and child, there's this fundamental idea of God. So there's this power deep down inside all of us, and we choose our own concept, it's going to be unique. It's not going to be like anyone else's. And it's going to be something that will work for you. You know, there's this, there's this inner strength we can all find, and it's going to help you. It helped me. Um, so, you know, I think we have to ask ourselves, do we believe that somehow there's a power greater than me? It may be religion, or it may be Mother Nature, you know, the ocean. Um, there is something more powerful than me. That I know. And, and I have found my own concept of God, and it's, and it's part of making my way to join everyone on the broad highway. You know, I hear people say, you know, they, they, they continue to listen. They can't seem to get out of the food, and they can't seem to make it happen. And, but they continue to listen, you know, to these calls. And, and listening to these calls, you know, listening to the calls are very powerful, but they're not the power. They're not the power that you need to put the food down and keep it down and, you know, go through these steps. Um, the power is going to come from within you and that will help you keep the, it'll allow you to keep the food down so that you can go through these steps. And these steps are very powerful um, because that's when we get the freedom from it. That's when we just don't want it anymore. And I'm telling you, it is, 
the most amazing thing. I never thought it could happen, but it really is a program of action. I don't get it by sitting and listening. You know, if I want to, if I go to a concert and hear, you know, someone play beautiful piano, um, I can continue to go to concerts and listen and, and, you know, think, you know, get filled with the awe of hearing someone do that. But if I want to play, if I want to learn how to do that, I've got to get someone who can teach piano. I've got to get someone that I can, I can work with, you know, who, who I connect with, who can t- help me learn. And then I have to do it. I have to practice. And then maybe I'll be able, maybe it won't be as good as, you know, to go on, on the road, but maybe I'll be able to play the piano. So it really is a program of action. And did you say time? I did, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm rambling on. And I will pass. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, Kathleen. Oh, Leah S., it's your turn, and then we'll open it up for a few more people to share on this paragraph. Hi, Leah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good morning. Wow, powerful meeting. Um, I don't even know which one to address. Um, I came into this program almost uh, four and a half years ago, and I compare myself to... uh, probably standing like on the sand on the shore uh, and there's a terrible, terrible tide and wind and trying to suck me into that sea and I keep feeling lost and, 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 and that's really basically how I came in and I used to I used to be very, very angry. Don't tell me what to do. Do tell me what to do. First time I became abstinent it wasn't a first time, but it was an experience. It was another hope. It was another um, another spark. You know what? Maybe this time I'm going to do it. But this time when I came into program, I was told, search diligently within yourself. Hold on to that abstinence and look within yourself. What is, what is this out of... What is the probability of you staying abstinent this time for real and keeping it? And and I couldn't understand it. And I kept being told, just look within yourself. Look and try to find it. And so uh, it, it was too big a philosophy for me. But as time went on and the compliments started coming and I started buying different sizes of clothing and I started feeling more confident about myself and I started doing things for myself that I never dreamed that I would be able to do, I started saying, oh, so this is the spiritual experience and that made me a believer. Wow, this yeah, that's true, that's true. I'm looking out the window and I see a kid running in front of that car. What, what could I have done? Nothing, nothing but pray. And what happened? That car just sidestepped that kid. This, these are experiences that, you know, open my eyes. Dear God, set aside everything I think I know. Uh, not necessarily about the things that are going on outside my life, but definitely what are going on inside my life, where there was so much um, antagonistic uh, feelings, where there was so much um, yelling done. There is tranquility today. Isn't that spirituality? Isn't that something and then doing those nine steps and trying to pray for that person. Thanks. And to thank you, thank you. Miracles upon miracles, I pass. Thank you, Leah S. We are reading page 55 of the big book, paragraph 3 and paragraph 4. It starts with we finally saw, just in case you want to get on and share. Um, the lines are open now, probably for five or six more people to share who would like to comment. Kelly S. Debbie N. Barry K. B. I heard Kelly. I heard somebody with an N right after Kelly. Barry K. B. Camille G. Robin P. Robin P. I'm going to go back and follow. Camille G. Barry K. B. I got you, Sherry. Deborah P. Deborah P. 
Okay. Camille D. See what we get. I did get you too, Camille. Thanks so much. Sorry about not giving you assurance there. I have Kelly. I have Sherry KB. I have Robin P. And Camille G. Let's see how that goes. Thanks so much. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Melanie. Thank you so much for your service. This is Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I just wanted to share on this pair, as everyone, these are so powerful, these paragraphs. And, um, you know, one of the things, I've been around for 30-something years, and I was always looking for God to do it to me. And, you know, I just wanted to be zapped, you know. I wanted it to be easy. Then, I, You know, I just wanted God to do it for me. And then I started listening and found out that there was this deep power within. It wasn't this czar in the heavens. It wasn't something without. It was within me. You know, and so what I found out is it's a partnership, and God was doing this with me, you know, and the 12 and 12 and AA talks about that. You know, we do this, we conform our will with God. It's a true partnership, and that was something, you know, I was either a victim or I could do it all by myself. You know, there was no partnership in my life, and so now I know this power is within me, and on the early meeting today, you know, people were sharing, you know, um, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path, and a couple people shared so what they had experienced, which was my experience, was rarely had I thoroughly followed this path. You know, I just wanted to pick and choose. I didn't do what the big book was, you know, telling me to do. I wasn't, you know, working the steps in order. And then I certainly wasn't living in 10, 11, and 12. You know, my whole goal was to put the food down, be abstinent, and lose weight. End of story. You know, and so today, you know, I am thoroughly following this path. And today I have a higher power within me. And we do this together, you know. It's not just you and me, you guys on the line. I mean, it is written in we. But the big book says specifically, you know, it's a partnership. So God and I are doing this together, you know. He's not zapping me. And, you know, it is work, but my, my disease and my eating was work. And so this gives me true freedom, peace of mind today, neutrality with food, learning to do life different, learning to handle people different. You know, that was my real problem. And so I have finally, finally... You know, 30, what, five years later, well, I guess 32 years, cause I've been doing this for three years, uh, decided to, to join you guys on this broad highway, and it is broad, and I'm so grateful for that, and I'm grateful that I finally, finally understand the big book and reading it, absorbing it, and truly accept that I have a higher power within me, and I just have to work with God and not expect to sit back and just have, you know, I heard somebody say this, you know, that whole thing about, you know, pray to God and row to shore, and I'd be like, row? I have to freaking row? I don't want to row? Well, today I'm grateful. I'm willing to row, and God's getting me to the shore, and uh, glad to be doing it with you guys, and with that, I pass. Thanks, Mel. Thank you, Kelly S. Sherry KB, you're next in the lineup, and then Robin will come in behind you. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California. A very grateful recovered compulsive reader. Thank you so much for your service, and everybody on the line, and welcome newcomers, and I love this. I love, love, love this. Um, <clears throat> great, great reality deep down within us um, in the last analysis. So in the last analysis, it's saying this is the bottom line that in order for me to connect with that deep reality, I mean, that great reality deep down within me, I've, I've got to do the step work. Um, and, it, and we are always are talking about how when we put the food down, that's one way to get unblocked. And the second way to get unblocked to connect with our higher powers to do this, the steps. And so I have to search diligently within myself, which means doing that fourth step. Um, it means to, um, to to search honestly about myself. And then once I do that and I go through the steps, and by step 11, um, I, uh, I end up uh, getting conscious with my higher power. Um, and it's, it's, it's amazing. And it says you can join us too. Um, and it's it's that conscious belief that is sure to come to you. And that's what it means by connecting with a higher power. To me, this is what it's saying to me, is that, sure, you've got to put the food down, you've got to work the steps, and through by step 11, you will have that consciousness connection with your higher power. Um, that, that, you know, I've got to take away all that, all that gunk that's been there, all that I've got to set aside my prejudice, my old ideas, because now I'm going to be connected on the broad highway living in 10, 11, and 12. And and by doing that and, and continuing to do that, and like what other people were saying, is that, you know, as long as I'm doing this work and staying connected, that I will work this program thoroughly and be able to um, – I, 
you know, I won't fail. And what a beautiful promise here that with this attitude, you cannot fail. So it's telling me that, you know, I have to set aside my own prejudices. I have to work the steps. I have to live in the steps, not only just work them, but I also need to be of service to other people, which is step 12. And, um, and that is such a beautiful thing and a beautiful relationship with that power greater than myself. And I don't know about you, but when I was face down in the food, it just got worse and worse and worse. And working in these steps and connecting with a power greater than myself that I choose to call God gets better and better and better. And it is a broad highway, uh, very roomy, all-inclusive, never exclusive. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Sherry KB. Robin P., you're next. And then Camille, you can come in after Robin, okay? Hi, Robin P. Hi, this is Robin P. I'm very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater um, in Los Angeles on Pacific Time. Thanks so much for your service, Melanie. Thanks, everyone, for your shares. Wow. Such a blessing. It's really touching. Oh, my goodness. Um, wow. Uh, so <laughs> I grew up a devout atheist, and uh, I was raised that way. And, you know, this program is my bridge to God. And I, God is the most important thing to me and was the least important uh, to me. And I I know what it's like to live the life of an atheist. And for me, this is just my experience. Um, did not cut it. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it, it's so awesome that this says we finally found uh, and saw that faith in some kind of God is a part of our makeup, you know, and, and, you know, I, I had a God, it, it was food. I had a God, anything that I would try to fill that God shaped hole with was my God. Sometimes it was relationships. Sometimes it was work. Uh, and sometimes I still, you know, have to make sure that work isn't my God, you know, and just like whatever I'm putting at the center of my universe and trying to fill my God shaped hole. And it always comes back to me that that doesn't fill me up, no matter what it is. You know, that expression, changing um, addictions is like changing rooms on the Titanic. You're still in the stateroom. You're still going down, you know, and it, it's, it still comes back to God, you know, and how can I be of service? And the thing that fills me up the most is, is being of service and using my gifts for good and walking on that broad highway. I love that it says that because that means that there's room for a lot of people on there. It's not like a, a little teeny, you know, dirt road just for me. It's a broad highway with a lot of other recovered people on it. And that means so much to me. I'm not alone. And, um, you know, I love it. It says with this attitude, you cannot fail. And um, the consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. And it's like one day at a time, it comes. You know, if we just stay abstinent and recovered, it all comes. So God bless everybody. I hope you have a wonderful day and weekend, and thanks so much. I pass. Thank you, Robin P. Camille G., you're next, and then Deborah P. will follow you. Good morning. This is Camille G. in Israel. Thank you, everyone, for your service. Um, The sentence that resonates with me is we found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. Um, What I know today in my recovery is um, for me to find the great reality every day deep down within me. There's certain um, instructions that are given to me in the big book that I've been taught to follow um, by my fellows really in these vision meetings. And it's to follow the instructions in the steps. And I live the steps to the best of my ability one day at a time. And then there is room with, there is room deep down within me. Otherwise, when I'm carrying resentments um, and carrying anger and carrying um, feelings that block me from the presence of God, there is no deep down within me for that reality to exist. So one day at a time, I joyously grab onto 10, 11, and 12 that I could have that reality deep down within me. That's a feeling. It's a feeling that um, I couldn't imagine what it was when I first first came into program. And it's a feeling that brings me to tears today. And, um, and I want to keep that feeling. 
because that's the fullness that I want today. I want that fullness and not the fullness from food. So I follow the instructions. That's the gift I receive. You know, I'm willing to um, take the instructions specifically as they're dictated to me. So thank you. Thank you, everybody. Have a good day. I pass. Thanks so so much, Camille G. And then Deborah P., your turn. Hi, good morning. This is Deborah P. Can I be heard? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you know, um, wow. <laughs> um, what really is hitting me is, um, wow, I'm going to cry. Um, if our testimony helps sweep away any prejudice, enables you to think honestly, encourage you to search diligently within yourself, then if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway with this attitude you cannot fail. I woke up very discouraged. I had something happen at work couple days ago and um, got called out in front of a meeting and by my boss and um, and I've really been struggling like I did not want to go to work today and um, I woke up this morning and I asked God to just help me and um, use the set aside prayer which I didn't even I heard about but I didn't even know about like I didn't know it and um, just ask God to help me and then as I was getting ready I listened to the early meeting and then this meeting and um, the message that I got from God is, you know, I've been, I've been lagging on my inventory and um, my defects are just right there in front of me. And I am selfish, dishonest, self-seeking and frightened. And I was able to see this morning all the stuff that's going on. And um, I can't explain the experience that I've had this morning, but um, it's been extremely powerful. And, um, yeah, I, I can't even put it into words. It's just a feeling, and I am so filled with gratitude for this craziness that's going on in my mind because I know that I need to do the work, and somebody said something about it. I wrote it down, but, um, like, I, if I want the results, I have to do the work. And um, after years and years and years in 12-step recovery, I feel like I'm brand new, and I'm just hearing it for the first time. So thank you guys so so much. I really needed to be here, and I really needed to hear this this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah P. Time will allow for one more person to comment on those two paragraphs. Who would like to take that time? Time for one more three minutes. Ashley here. P. Like take that. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Anita M. Go ahead, Ashley. Anita, I'm so sorry. We actually just got in under just before you. So. Uh, hi, this is Ashley P. Recovered in Northern California. Can I be heard? You can. Okay. Thanks, Melanie. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't think I have that much more to say than, than has been said. Um, I feel really, really grateful for the shares this morning and really grateful for um, the fact that we're in We Agnostics, that we're, we're in these paragraphs. Um, I guess what I just want to say is that uh, the deep down within us that um, there's a fundamental I, idea of God, that has felt like such a homecoming to me. And being in um, OA and working the steps and working the steps with a, a recovered sponsor from the big book, which has absolutely made all the difference to me, has has felt like the path that has brought me home to the truth of these paragraphs, which is that my heart and my soul were always yearning for a relationship with my higher power um, and my life and the experiences in my life more specifically the way that I dealt with those experiences um, just consistently blocked me from that relationship. And I didn't know that one of the ways that I dealt with those experiences, eating, restricting, exercising, um, that that was constantly removing my ability to have um, a relationship with my higher power. I just knew that I was miserable and depressed and anxious all the time and more so than anything just hopeless I just I never thought that there was any hope that I could feel better 
um, certainly that I couldn't put the food down, but I guess greater than that, that I would ever not be depressed, that I would ever not feel anxious literally all the time. Um, and what these, what this book has given me and what um, reading this book and working the steps with a recovered sponsor has given me is uh, that faith and that relationship and just a, a little bit at a time. It's not like it happened overnight and, and it's not like I don't still have really difficult times. Actually, the last few weeks have been very, very difficult with Fine. me. But um, thanks, Melanie. Uh, but this book and, and the steps um, has given me so much relief and so much hope and, and that's available to anyone. And I hope everyone has a, a wonderful, wonderful Thursday. Thank you very much, Ashley P. And that will close out the recorded portion of our meeting with Ashley's share. Thank you so much for everyone that shared today and for those that were um, available to uh, have this meeting happen this morning. So we're glad for that. But if you um, would now help with transitioning over to the next meeting by having Marie J. read a vision for you, Rebecca's meant to be suggestive only, and then follow that with a serenity prayer if you'd like to join me. Marie J, we're not able to hear you. Can you reposition? Sorry, Melanie, can you hear me? I can now, yes. Thank you. Oh, good, thanks. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.